Ultra. Hello and welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Rosa, the third episode of Series 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosa is directed by Mark uh, Tondurai uh, and written by Mallory Blackman and Chris Chibnall. Mallory Blackman uh, previously w- wrote the um, Seventh Doctor fiftieth uh, uh, anniversary uh, e short, the Ripple Effect. Um, Whoa! Which, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the the fiftieth anniversary short stories they did the the e books, the e shorts, prose. Oh, yeah, oh, the okay. prose thingies. Yeah. Um, so she wrote the Seventh Doctor one that came out during the fiftieth anniversary. Um, and, uh, and now she's writing, uh, a for realsies episode, which is kind of cool for her. Um, that's what we're calling them now in the canon. What? The for realsies. <laughs> the for realsies. Uh, and she is the first non-white writer to contribute to a script for Doctor Who. Ever? Ever. What the hell? Yep. Have, uh, have I, did either of you read any of the, the 50th? stories I, yeah i read all of them for the show actually oh what did you think of the ripple effect i don't remember hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember most of them to be honest got it um but i know that i did read them all uh someone go back and listen to that episode and let let, let us know what i thought of it because i don't remember <laughs> um so yeah so this is rosa um i'm very curious what everybody thinks but i will say that the episodes keep getting better I, I keep getting a, a stronger handle on what the show is. And I feel like this is kind of like a more, um, I don't know, pure representation of what they're probably going for uh, with this era of the show. Um, I, I quite like this one. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think? That's very interesting that you say that because I feel like we are now switched. Like, oh, I... Like last week, I thought I had a good handle on it, and then watching this, I don't anymore. I it it feels like a monkey wrench. Like I enjoyed it <laughs> while I was watching it, um, but unfortunately, I was very underwhelmed, and I feel really bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about this one in particular. Mm. Yeah, no, it 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 it, it is definitely. It's it's a bold episode, and it's it's and you know to me it kind of goes back to I I I found my mind going back to and I haven't seen it since the first time I saw it so I know you feel please feel free to correct me when I'm wrong about this quote or this scene but there's this episode of uh, Journey Through Time and Space where uh, Verity Lambert is talking to William Hartnell about 
her her original intentions of the show even before it airs when she's pitching it to him about it being educational and it you know being a, a new way for children in Britain in the 60s to learn about history in mm-hmm. a way that's exciting and and entertaining and that being one of the many things that led to William Hartnell taking this this weird project that was thrown in front of him and and I found myself thinking about that during this episode because I and you know both of you have still traveled leagues and leagues beyond what I've you know seen in the show so please tell me if I'm wrong again I don't think the show has ever really lived up to that historical or to that particular promise of 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 being a way for children to interact with parts in history in a way because like yeah we've been to Pompeii yeah we've met Shakespeare and 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 all these things and and Winston Churchill but it really to me felt like the first uh episode that was meant to be educational more than entertaining mm-hmm. in a way that I found really noble and 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 almost vital because I don't I don't know what the discourse is like over there I don't know what the education is like over there of the American civil rights movement so I don't know but 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 yeah so I I, I found this episode to be really I, I I'd be interested to see if there's more of these coming from the Chibnall era these these historical episodes mm-hmm I uh I I think that there are episodes that were meant to be educational at the time uh but you know uh, in hindsight they mm-hmm. don't seem educational sure. because it's very very basic and it was all like new stuff to them at the time but like they're not really digging in deep on anything right, right. and some things they get wrong just mm-hmm. flat out wrong and it feels yeah. that changed and it feels like just the backdrop for a kooky space adventure yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I mean, you know, like the caveman episode was technically supposed to be educational. Sure. That first, <laughs> and like that's that's kind of yeah, that's uh, that's that's why it's a problem, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I think the thing that uh, the only part bits of this that I really I I was I was like all right um, was that like okay like I like Rosa Parks uh, amazing woman did an amazing thing. But, like, when they shoot her and the bus, like, it's this epic, sweeping, epic thing. And I'm just like, I mean, I, 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 the point is that she did something so mundane. Right. And it meant all of this stuff. Like, don't shoot it like it's a, right. The, like, it's an action scene in a Michael Bay movie. The, where where, where the, the reverence, the reverence at times felt distracting distracting or yeah like you said like the my kind of michael bayism or like turning it into a, a like a coke commercial yeah or like that being too reverential to where you take away the fact that these were real american people just fighting for their you know fighting for decent treatment for you know the, the, yeah the, the 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 banality and the normalism is what made it heroic right right, right. um because like i i don't know like i remember uh in school when I, we learned about rosa parks um, the thing that was always brought up was the fact that, like, she was like, I'm not moving. My feet hurt. Like, my feet hurt. I shouldn't have to stand. My feet hurt. I worked all day. I don't want to move. Mm-hmm. And, like, that never came up here at all. It just seemed like she was – because I, I always pictured Rosa Parks as someone who did it because she was fed up. She was like, I'm I'm tired of this. I'm just tired. I don't want to do this. I don't want to – no. No. Wasn't it I don't though, care. Like, I'm not was- doing it. Wasn't it already like planned? Like she, like she coordinated it with, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Martin Luther King and like those right. activists. Like 
she mm-hmm. and like the 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 myth i guess or the legend is that she like oh she had a long day from work like but it was very mm. strategically like this is a thing you're going to do to call attention to this which knocks all oh, the right. dominoes and, over and that and that was something that i that you know that that i would learn out of school yes because mm. you yes. know you're right in the, in the school you do get this you know kind of like and i'm Print not the legend and i'm yeah. not knocking the way we educate whatever but you know but like it wasn't until i was older and independently learning that you did find out that rosa parks was an activist and like mm-hmm. core and working with you know the movement mm-hmm. at the time and that you know and i don't know if we want because it, it it's the climax of the episode uh just the the thing about, go ahead what did you guys so the plot of the episode is it, it becomes somewhat back to the future-ish where it's about the doctor and her companions maintaining, working, working to make history keep keep its course. Mm-hmm. Everything has to happen exactly the way it did in the real 1955. Mm-hmm. And like, and so as a result, there's some you know Marty McFly type shenanigans where like it's like no 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 Rosa stay here like da da da. And so I found myself con I found myself watching this wondering whether or not what 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 this was doing to Rosa Parks's agency as a character. And like, was it ever, I don't know. It was like, sometimes it felt weird when they were like, like, well, is she now getting on the bus for the same reasons now in this like Doctor Who story that I'm watching? And I don't know. I found myself kind of dealing with that while watching it a lot mm-hmm. of the time. I mean, wasn't that what the meeting was about was that she was planning on doing this anyway and they were just making sure that she had the opportunity to? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's how I read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I liked this villain, too, in this one. Like, I liked that it was just a dude with a time travel wristwatch. I really appreciated <laughs> that they didn't take the the race, the racial injustice out of the villain's plot. Uh-huh. Because I was so worried that it would be like, I'm collecting a zoo of famous historical people. Or yeah, like, I thought that's what it was special- for you, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like her, she has a special. It's not that she's she's Rosa Parks. It's that she's a she has a type of blood that I need mm-hmm. to power my dream nightmare machine. And <laughs> I I really liked that it. it was like, no, I'm a racist. Yeah, there are still racists in the future, and at some point, you know, racists will use any tools at their disposal to advance their agenda. And if that's time travel, great. Mm-hmm. Let's go back in time and ruin civil rights. Yeah, because it's really smart. Because it does seem like I mean, it's absolutely something that the alt-right would do yeah. if they were given the opportunity. Like, here's time travel. Great. I'm going to go stop black people from getting rights. Yeah. Like, it would be... It could be that's exactly what they would do because they, they don't see it as people getting rights. They see it as them losing rights. Yeah. It's when losing things, privilege. It's when things went wrong, right. as the villain says. Right. So, like, I, I thought that was really good. Like, I, I really like that. And it's it's not typical for a Doctor Who story to go that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really respected this episode for going that hard on that. It's like, no, no, no. He's just a he's just an evil racist. Yeah. Like that's it. Like there's he's nothing a space else to racist. it. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> No, he's not even a, that's the thing though. He's not even from space. He's just a racist, right? But, well, no, because like that the Stormcage prison, that's the same prison that Riven River was in. Um, right. And that's like it, out in the universe somewhere. 
That was something that was actually unclear to me. And maybe maybe either of you could, like, I I, I didn't know certain 100% if this dude was an earthling from Earth. Yeah, I I thought he was. I thought he was. And that's just what we do with criminals now, is we put them in in space prisons instead of having prisons on Earth taking up space. Got it, got it. That's why he was still... Oh, sorry. No, please. The the reason that I, um, I guess, was unclear about that is because, like... It's like the name drop of Stormcage, unless that's just like the the company or whatever. Like, oh, good, mm-hmm. we have privatized prisons in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's that specific name drop where I'm just like, oh, okay, so that's where River was being held. So like, why? Well, and like the when the when we see River, she's like always out in the like with space, like it, with humans, but like not people from Earth. I thought I don't know. I I don't know I I just I mean because technically River is 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 uh, human yeah at least ha- so I no she's like completely human technically she's got like yeah sure. technically she is completely it, it, human it's just that she was born in outer space which is dumb under such um, weird circumstances and that and it's dumb we That's don't think stupid. Is. Uh, yeah it's super dumb. Uh, I don't like thinking about it because it's so but dumb. yeah no but I, I liked how I liked how he was just like an alt right. Yeah, guy, and he yeah, he even kind of had like the haircut, and he was yeah handsome the way that some you know we try to like no look these are these are different because they're yeah. hot. Look, Could definitely guys. see him in uh, khaki pants and a white button up. Okay. Yeah, with a little uh, holding a tiki torch like a for sure. Pen. Yep, Talk, you know bitching about last Jedi. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, uh, could you imagine if we still had? Uh, do you remember that guy? Like a um, what is it like? two years ago or a year ago when we were like, man, I can't wait for the next doctor to be female. And he's like, if the next doctor is female, I'm not watching the show anymore. Yeah. And we were like, okay, bye. Like, yeah. um, can you imagine if he's still listening to this show? Like he, this episode has probably made him so mad. No, it's making me feel. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why I can't go on slash film anymore. Oh, so many SJWs on slash film. Oh man. We're going to get a bad review on this episode for sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't check iTunes reviews anymore. I haven't for a long time. Uh, yeah, I'll still send them in. I do. <laughs> oh I like, yeah, I, I like to read them. I like okay. to know what people think. About oh, okay, they're having, especially you know going in because we might be getting new listeners. That's true. That's very true. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, I, I I just really liked the audacity of this episode. Mm. Um, I didn't love the pacing of it here and there. Um, there's just like a few moments where I, where I'm just like, all right, can we not? with the slow motion can we not with the, i don't know there's like a few there's just a few be- bits in this in this episode where i was like all right this could be 10 minutes shorter if we stop doing some of this yeah um, it, it it's such a tightrope act this whole episode yeah and it there it's it's not giving itself any easy outs and like and sometimes yeah there are some awkward moments yeah where it's like why does this look like a why are we in like a Tony Scott movie right now with like the sunsets and like yeah. the shots of them, the heroic shots of them now in context. Cause I remember liking it in the trailer, but the heroic shots of them looking up at the motel sign. Um, oh, right. I don't. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I was, uh, I was also impressed that not only did they um, not pull their punch on like the villain, but they didn't pull their punches on the, on the racist either. I fully expected the racist to be like, blubbering cartoon characters like the like the like the 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 um 
uh, the like the dad, the angry dad from the idiot box, the idiot lantern sure. episode, yeah. oh, um, where he's yeah. just like, "Oh, you kids!" Um, like that's kind of what I was imagining all the racists to be in this, but they were all like legitimately like scary, like right, actually like, racist. Like, oh, this is probably how realistic racist people used yeah. to be comfortable acting like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I was, I was kind, I was impressed that they didn't pull their punches on that. Like they didn't try to make this like quote unquote safe for like kids yeah, to watch. They yeah. were like, no, this is actually how they were. These people are monsters and we need to start treating them like yeah. monsters. And yeah. it was the first time I'm still a little, I'm still waiting because I'm only being critical because I'm hungry for, for the good version of mm-hmm. like, I, I really found myself finally getting Ryan in this episode Yeah, or like, Oh, I kind of see who you like. He's kind of like, didn't really pay attention in school very much. Not that, you know, like he didn't know who Rosa Parks was. And I think I actually thought that was felt really honest to me mm-hmm. that that guy living in England at this age, maybe he doesn't know, you mm-hmm. know, maybe he doesn't know the whole and we have to and that. And, but Yaz kind of did. And I thought that was and like those those parts where he was like, oh, I laughed out loud when he was like, yes, Martin Luther King. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Martin Luther thank King. You, <laughs> or like when he sends the villain back in time and then he's like. Oh, that worked. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I'm like, oh, I like this guy. I like, I like yeah. this kind of vaguely jockey companion. Yeah. I started to get in this one, I started to get their dynamic, which is, uh, it reminds me of, um, like early Troughton, like after Jamie joined and he had those three, he had, the, he had those three companions around oh, all the time. Oh my God. He's Jamie. Yeah. Like <laughs> okay. it just, it, it, that's what it reminded me of. Like the dynamic between all yeah. of the, like, her and all of these companions, it has that sort of dynamic. Yeah, and Yaz is sort of becoming the... It almost kind of reminds me of uh, also like non-romantic Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, they they had a moment where I think they're setting up Yaz and Ryan as like a thing. And mm-hmm. I I've, I was like tasting vinegar. I was like so not into it. Oh, oh why? Really? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, God, God. I don't know why I don't like my companions... Romantic. I don't know. It just. I just. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't into it. Oh. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll make me into it. Okay. Um, I. I think it's because you see the TARDIS as a house and and the Doctor as a parental figure, and so all of them are related. And yeah. you're like icky, gross. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's like watching the Bradys make out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my god. I think, I think that's what it is. The only time I was okay with it were the the pawns because that predated their TARDIS adventures. True. Um. Very important to me. But but yeah, and like and so Yaz is sort of the oh I, I did pay attention in class. I do know a lot about this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm I don't know, that 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 the way they kind of bounced off each other I liked in this episode. It, there's something to be said that I think the show itself felt much more comfortable in this setting than last week's. Mm-hmm. Like I could see this just being more of a historical era of the show than like a going to different worlds and stuff. I don't know if I like that hundred percent. Interesting. But I could see that though. I could definitely see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, ultimately, I don't know that it really had like kind of a mission statement in this. It no. was more just like racists are bad. Rosa Parks is great, good. <laughs> uh, you know, and like that was kind of and like also and 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 you know, uh, uh, persons of color in England. Uh, look at all the hardship that people in America had to deal with, you know? Well, no, I, um, I, I did appreciate the fact that they tied it to, like, the racism that Ryan and now. Yaz experience in, like, 2018. Definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Because that's what yeah, makes it Yaz relevant. Was... Yeah, and that, that was so cool. And, yeah. And we finally got to see a little bit of Yaz being like, no, like, I look at what I, I'm a cop now. Mm-hmm. I am this. I am living proof that like her, these people's normal people sacrifices had ripple effects that led to me in England, Yasmin Khan, being a police officer. Mm-hmm. And yes, I still get called racial slurs, and yes, I still face stuff in my in my life. And sometimes people even think I'm Mexican, <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it's all worth it because of you know. The, and yeah, it, it 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 didn't. It kept it. It brought it out of the classroom into 2018 in a yeah. way that. I, I, I say this with affection. It did feel like an after school special. It it to me where it the education and like the wasn't Rosa Parks great did take a backseat to it being like a an adventure or like a particularly exciting episode. Uh-huh. Um but I guess I'm just like I'm okay with that for in in, in this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm okay that the the, the he's a you sending people back, you got a gun, you got a space gun. Like that wasn't I could I could, I could give a crap about that. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, we did have a comment from. Uh, oh, cool. From uh, Nathaniel on Twitter, who said, uh, "Is it just me, or does the new series seem uninterested in action scene continuity? Uh, feel like all three episodes now have awkwardly cut out of chases to get them over with too quickly and make it seem as if something is missing over before it begins. Maybe I'm just crazy." Uh, it is something I've noticed. I, I don't, I, I don't think I like noticed it specifically, but I noticed that there was something weird about the action in these first three episodes. And he is right. It seems like the show does everything it can possibly do to avoid action scenes. And I wonder if that's like a budgetary concern or what's going on there. Because I will say like all of Russell T's era and all of Moffat's era you could describe as bombastic and yeah. you cannot describe Chibnall's era as that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it hardly feels it like, yeah, it like hardly feels it. It doesn't feel actiony at all. And it barely feels like an adventure. <laughs> it feels it, like a point and click. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a bunch of people just sort of like hanging out making decisions and then enacting <laughs> said decisions. And then that's it. It has consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It is weird how, how not, Focused on any sort of action scenes, the the yeah. new series seems to be. Cass, what do you think about that? I don't know that I've noticed it overtly like that. I think just mm-hmm. like in the pacing, especially, um, especially at the first two, because I didn't really think there was all that much action in this one because I wasn't expecting there <laughs> to be. Um, <laughs> You're almost worried that there would be. Yeah, I was just like, oh, God, please don't mess this up. And they didn't. So. <laughs> Rosa Parks, like, throwing grenades at Daleks. <laughs> just going, li- yeah. But I think the, um, with the, the space race last weekend, especially, mm-hmm. um, like, when they would just, like, duck out of the way of the, the shooting <laughs> robots or whatever. Right, right. And then it's like, oh, uh, it's done. And I'm like, really? I, yeah. I think I think Polygon Wizards use of like uninterested is definitely how I would describe it. Is it just you can feel the show become less engaged when it becomes like the doctor like yeah, like when the when the bad guy like like strangled the doctor or like that one moment of like ah, you can't you can't kill me, can you? Because of your weird space chip thing. It you could <laughs> I could feel it like I don't this doesn't feel as good as when it's just like them hanging out. It it it, yeah. it is, but and you're right, it is such a 
180 from the bombast mm-hmm. of Russell T and Moffat one after the other turn, you know, kind of keeping the action in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe I'm, maybe I like a quieter doctor. It, it, I mean, it just reminds me more of classic who, because that's mm-hmm. what, that's what classic who always did. It was like, it was never really, not very often was it the doctor and, uh, and the companions doing any, actiony stuff it was usually like the guest stars doing more actiony stuff and mm-hmm. then the doctor and the companion sort of reacting to yeah, it like marco polo or sure um or the many base under siege stories that they've had yes mm-hmm. uh where they're surrounded by soldiers that are all shooty yeah. shooty bang bang and they're yeah. all like stop doing th- those things this is kind of yeah you know she calls uh she she she, she the doctor refers to herself big fan uh-huh. And that almost is its own subgenre of Doctor Who episodes, the big fan episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Agatha Christie, I'm a big fan. Oh, Charles yeah. Dickens, I'm such a big fan. Let's just watch you do stuff. That's uh, true. The actress playing Rosa Parks, terrific. Yeah, she was really good. She, I, I believed her as both young and older Rosa Parks, so mm-hmm. that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, this also has probably my favorite thirteenth uh, Doctor moment so far, um, which is when. They're running from uh, running from uh, the the racist greaser, and uh, they he gets up on the tank, and then she gets up on the the tank next to him, and they just sort of like talk at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that was real good. I was like, oh look, she is the doctor. Look at that. Um, I really like that a lot. And that bit where where she's like telling <laughs> she's telling Graham to like chill out or whatever it was, when she's like, oh come on, like just. <laughs> I don't know. Like all that stuff was really yeah. good. I thought I thought her stuff was especially good in this. The Banksy story. joke was really funny. Yeah, the Banksy yeah, joke was good. Laugh. Yeah. Um and then the little the bit where her giving a phone to Elvis, I I thought wasn't funny, but then the payoff of like, well, it's a good thing that Elvis gave that phone to Frank Sinatra, which going against everything I told him to do. Like <laughs> I was like cuz that cuz the first part felt like any doctor could have said it, but that statement felt 13-ish to me. Uh-huh. I can't really describe why yet, but I could see 13 being like, don't give the phone to anyone, especially Frank Sinatra. I don't know. It just felt <laughs> like her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> especially Frank Sinatra. Uh, so we're, we're big. Anyone? God, I hope, I hope there's an episode like next season called Especially Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> like Frank Sinatra becomes her Marilyn. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my gosh, that'd be great! So big, big fans of uh, we're big costume nerds here on the Doctor's Companion. We're big fans of alternate costumes when costumes are remixed or worn differently. And uh, this is a, a red letter day in Thirteenth Doctor history. Yeah, the coat gets taken off and a new T-shirt, right? I was had, she wearing a new T-shirt? I never even thought about it being a T-shirt. Yeah, when she was like wearing like a, a shirt un- under that and like had like kind of I was like, whoa, oh, cool! The shirt looks yeah. very different than I thought in my head. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah, dig no. it. It's cool that she's wearing a different color, like a slightly different colored T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I I like her suspenders a lot. They are like I was telling Nick while we were watching it. I I was like, "What are those?" And he's like, "They're suspenders." And I was like, "I was like, oh, because they like wrap around her shoulders in a way that they almost look like uh, like gun holsters." And I was like, "What is?" Oh, that's she weird. keep her. I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, what is she keep her sonic sonic screwdriver in a holster? (laughs) Oh man, like a 30s detective. Yeah, right. That's what I was picturing. Yeah, amazing. 
Yeah, I know. And I, I dig it. It gives me the same vibes as when you would see 10 without his jacket or 11 without his jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's not messing around. Like she's she's really in problem solving mode. Yeah. I like her layers. I like her long sleeve white shirt under her t-shirt. Yeah. It's good. It kind of has like Kaylee from Firefly vibes. To it me. does a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could I could see uh, a later outfit of the Thirteenth Doctor being coveralls. Definitely, she's oh, in the garage. Dude. So much. Yeah, she is like the engineering doctor. If that's the yeah. case, yeah, I could totally see her in uh, in some coveralls. That'd be fun. And and yeah, I just I I, I like. Uh, <laughs> he really appreciated that Graham being a bus driver came back. In this yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, the other thing I said while we were watching this, I was like, literally, like, I, I, I feel like if they hadn't done a Rosa Parks episode this season, it would have been a huge missed opportunity because of Graham and her other two companions. It's like, man, like, there, there was no better time than to do that right now because of who was involved. It's perfect. Yeah, and it, it 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 for the first time feels like something that could only have happened with this group, with mm-hmm. this team of talent behind yeah. the camera and off the camera. Yeah, I mean on the camera. I yeah, and and I just in general, you know, like I I'm really starting to dig into the companions a little more. I'm I'm starting to get thirteen a little more, and I'm starting to get the show a little more with this one because I'm getting sort of like a a larger you know swath of material to be you know. Uh, building my opinion on um but it is it is not you know it's not an instant win like the 11th hour was um and so it's just it's just uh different it's different yeah it's revealing itself more slowly than i think we were anticipating and i appreciate the slow burn and like i'm excited mm -hmm. to see what comes next and like what other facet of the show is going to be next time because that's something that I feel like was lacking with Moffat because it's always just like, oh, it's Moffat. Like you kind of already yeah. know what to expect. Sure. This is this is new and I'm into it. And if I had to make a prediction uh, from what we've seen of arachnids in the UK, uh, which I can't stop saying in a Sex Pistols voice. <laughs> but uh, it, it seems to me like it's going to be the Chibnall era's like we're going to find out what their version of like a caper like what? What was that weird one with uh, the Power of Three? It kind of I'm getting like Power of Three vibes. I hope it's better than the Power of Three. Yeah, me too. But it just feels like oh 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 like she's <laughs> running. They're running through the panic in the streets of London, and like there's might even deal with some government people, and like it looks bigger than we've seen yet. And it'll be interesting to see how this show does that kind of who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah I'm I'm. It's always interesting because it's gonna be their. Um, it's going to be their aliens in London, you yeah. know, the like we're returning to London proper right. and we're in the real time. What are the new rules? Yeah. Well, not well, no, no, not just that, but I just mean like it it, it always goes that way. It's like they meet them in England in mm-hmm. modern day. They go to the future. They go to the past and then they come back home. Um, and that's always the order of things. Mm-hmm. And they are, they are now, once we get through, uh, that one, Arachnids in the UK, we will have sort of like the, um, I don't know, like the first act of the, of the season mm-hmm. will be sort of done. Right. And, and then we'll be able to, we'll probably have a better idea of like what the rest of the show is yeah. going to feel like. They might even start going into whatever the, the, the 
crack in the wall is or whatever you know what I mean? yeah yeah if, if, they, if, if there even is a even if there even is a uh ongoing thing wasn't the rumor was going to be that this was going to be fully serialized and it doesn't seem like that's going to be what's happening huh so <laughs> that's really true it's kind of the opposite where yeah. they've been entirely episodic and i don't hate that no i don't hate that either are there um, any two-parters this season not that i know of okay that's interesting. Really in fact, in fact, I'm pretty sure they said that there would not be any two parters. Oh. Um, no proper two parters. Um, you know, like you could, I guess, if you squinted a little, you could consider episodes one and two a two parter. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, and and next week, you know, the companions have to really become our companions next week because they're going to have the opportunity to stay there, right? And they're going to have to choose to go with her again. Yeah. Um, so that should be interesting. Who's, I think to, I think Graham's got the hardest, uh, to make me believe that he would stay. I don't really? know. I don't know. I'm, I don't think so. I'm really interested to see all of their experiences. Graham, Graham's, Graham's my favorite companion so far <laughs> of the three. I love him. He's great. He's having a good old he, time. Yeah. He just, he just wants to help. He's so helpful and, uh, and he's kind of cheeky. I don't know. I like him. He's got kind of a, like a less cuddly, like a more normal down to earth, like Wilfred Mott. Yeah. 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 Well, we're like Wolford's almost too whimsical and, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Adorable. Don't do it. Don't hurt anyone. It's yeah. okay. I'll take you to the cho- chocolate factory, Charlie. Your old granddad. He'll fix it for you. He'll fix it for true. <laughs> <laughs> but Graham just feels more like just a dude, just a guy who drives a bus and has a grandson that doesn't really want to fist pound him, but will still like roll with him. Yeah. But he won't. He won't. Uh, he won't. Uh, he won't pound it. Won't give him any bones. Yeah. He won't pound it. Um. <laughs> Found it, son. <laughs> Don't call me that. I just love that he always calls him his grandson. He did. He did that till he told. He told like seventy white people that he was his grandson. This here is my grandson. <laughs> He's so proud Boy. of him. I yeah. know he is. He loves and Grace. I love how Grace's memory came back in this episode. Or like mm-hmm. they're they're finding ways to like. I still, I, I mean, I'm never gonna like that they killed her off. That always yeah. is gonna feel like a mistake to me. But yeah, I don't know. It felt natural that. Her appreciation and love for this movement and these people kind of carried Ryan and Graham through this episode, mm. especially Ryan. I don't know. I kind of dug that they they showed the two kinds of young people there are, broadly speaking. There are people who kind of see their connection to the past early on, like Yaz, and people who maybe have to be taught or don't see it as readily, like Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then you have Graham, which, you know, the, the, the helpful old person, which is the best kind of old person there can be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we think that the um, uh, spiders, I guess this is more of a question for Cass than you, Nick, because you haven't seen this episode mm-hmm. yet. But do you think that these, uh, this, the, the arachnids in the UK, the titular arachnids, uh, do you think that they are the same ones from uh, Planet of Spiders? Oh, God, I hope so. I freaking Wouldn't that be amazing? So. I hope they talk. Oh my god! Oh, I hope they talk too. <laughs> I will be. I will be deducting at least like ten points if they don't talk oh, right man. out of the game. Oh man, I I really hope so. Just because, like, I, I love all the tie-ins to Pertwee specifically with thirteen. Sure, but man, now I'm excited. <laughs> now, if they aren't, I'm gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're just regular spiders. Right? It's like, no, I don't want yeah. that. <laughs> we meet again, Doctor. 
Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, quite like this one. Um, this one's my favorite of the three so far, I think. Nice. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's something. Um, that's great. And I really, right. it just seems like it, it, it's such a great thing to see this early out of the gate. That, yeah. that this is what the new version of the show, that it's kind of these stories that they feel more energized by than stuff like the Ghost Monument. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Direction-wise, uh, cinematography-wise, uh, still a few too many uncomfortable close-ups. They need to stop doing those. They don't look good. Um, I hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, so stop doing that. It's show. like a Tom Hooper film. Yeah, right. It always That's what it feels like. Um, so I... Uh, I hate that. Let's stop doing that. Uh, and the music is uh, still a weak point oh, for remember me. the Rosa Parks theme? Yeah, that's the only thing that I liked. I was like, oh, Rosa has a theme. Like, every time she shows up, she's got a like a Captain America-esque yeah, theme song. Yeah, just like trumpets. This one? Yeah. yeah. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah. Oh, there, there was a point where... You, what, what was the line that made me... Like, where, there was one point where Yaz was like, I'm sorry about Rosa Parks. Or what? Like, what was the line? Whatever. There was a line that was like, "Oh right, this is Doctor Who." Are you are you are you confusing Rosa with Venom? Yeah, (laughs) sorry about Venom. Um, Don't apologize for Venom. Sorry about sorry about Rosa. Ben Ben's one of the best things to happen to me this year. (laughs) Listen, Michelle Williams, you just don't understand. Sorry about Venom, Eddie. (laughs) Venom, we're best buds. You the man, Eddie. (laughs) We'll get her back. What are you gonna do, baby? <laughs> you and me, Eddie Brock, Venom, back in the towns. <laughs> give me some fish sticks. Give me some applesauce. What was he eating? What was oh, his yeah. favorite food? Uh, it was uh, it was uh, tater tots and chocolate sauce. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Venom's favorite <laughs> snack, Cass. Yeah. Frozen tater tots with chocolate sauce. Oh man, that's like tater some tots. fish fingers and custard nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's a, into it. We don't. That I would. I would be. I would like to know more about Thirteen's taste in food, please. Mm-hmm. Does she eat? What does she like? Does she like apples? Does she like custard? Well, no. there was that joke about like them. They got kicked out in the restaurant, and she's just like, "Oh, we can eat later." And Graham's just like, "Has anyone noticed that this seems to be a theme with her?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need regular food. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an older man. Also, that was something else that this this episode did a lot in a way that I was like, I don't think that's realistic. Like them going to that bar and then getting kicked out. They were in that bar for like 20 minutes yeah, before they while. kicked them out. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. They wouldn't even let you sit yeah. at the table. Yeah, it was like an hour in. They're like, there's two brown people over there. Yeah. The somebody better on? somebody better do something about that. Let's send the woman. No, I don't think that's what would happen either. Do those two white people know they're sitting next to two different kinds of brown people? Oh man. <laughs> there so there was there was a lot of in that particular scene that I was like, mm, I get that you need them to be someplace to have this conversation, but <laughs> right? it's almost like, God, where 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 do they go? There's there's this really sad moment where the doctor was like, You guys just want to wait in the TARDIS while we figure this out? I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for me. It's embarrassing for. <laughs> oh man, I've always had a great time when I come to 20th century America. I don't know what's going on. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this place is usually more fun than this. Oh wait, I've always been a white guy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she. For that, in that moment, the doctor really realized. <laughs> 
Oh, that's white oh, privilege. Oh no, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> That's what that's what Martha was always telling me that's about. What Martha was always, I never <laughs> I did not treat her very well. That's why she left. <laughs> <laughs> she told me. She told me. She said I deserve better, and she did. She did, but then she married Mickey. She still oh, deserves she better. <laughs> Mickey, though, no. not the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? What is she talking about? What is she doing this? <laughs> I've got all these all these boss maps. Can we talk about <laughs> this boss maps? He, he was so sure. He was like, "No, look, I don't care if he's a, he's a it's nineteen fifty five Alabama. A bus driver is a bus driver. Like I can I can I know how this dude thinks." <laughs> oh man good episode i love graham he's the best anyway uh yeah so quite like this one and i am excited about uh next week seems like um a little more of a standard doctor who story so let's see what uh what a standard doctor who story looks like on this show right like i'm not they haven't really done super great on the Doctor Who side of stuff, on like that kind of Doctor Who stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I really, I really hope that this one is fun. Well, because I mean the the I mean the f- issue with the first two is like the first one was like let's introduce this new Doctor and all of these companions. Right. Like it had a lot of homework to do. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one was really about like we've got to get them to the TARDIS and we want to make it a thing, like right. getting them to the TARDIS. Um, and so this was like. The first one that was like a little more of like a standard Doctor Who story, but it also was like dealing with some heavy stuff mm-hmm. and uh, sure. it, it had a lot on its plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be curious to see what the next one looks like because, you know, she's got her TARDIS. She's got her companions. It's called Arachnids in the UK. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Doctor Who. That's... Uh, that's uh, that's Doctor Who. Was the villain's name Costco? Costco, yeah, I think so. Let Tim, me see. Tim Shaw and Costco. Uh, Crasco. 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 Great. She didn't like his name. I thought, I didn't, I don't I like thought it they either. were saying like Crisco, like the the Crisco, like the baking yeah. good. I don't. <laughs> Costco, Crisco, Crasco. Tim Shaw. Tim, Tim Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> oh man, and these heavy hitters. Um, all right. Well, uh, that is Rosa. We'll be back next week with Arachnids in the UK. In the meantime, go join our Facebook group, uh, at the doctor's companion listener society and, uh, talk about this episode and, uh, all the upcoming new episodes as they come out. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, duelinggenre.com slash support where we do, um, we, you can vote on our dueling genre movie club selection. Uh, each month we do, a movie with four uh, dueling genre hosts and uh, they all put a movie up for a vote. And then you guys, the patrons vote for it. And then um, everybody can watch uh, what wins. So we just did uh, hocus pocus this past week and that was a lot of fun. And now next month we've already got the, the poll up for our options next month. So um, I'm going to be uh, one of the hosts on the next round. So uh, go go check out the uh, the offerings there, and then tune in um, on uh, our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/c/duelinggenre. Uh, so go check all of that stuff out. Um, our Patreon page again is duelinggenre.com/support. 
Uh, we also have a T Public page at duelinggenre.com slash merch. You go to that link and you can buy anything on T Public and we'll get a cut of it. Uh, nothing out of your pocket, just out of T Public's T Public's pocket. T Pocket. Um, T Public's <laughs> pocket. And uh, and the same goes for our Amazon affiliate link. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, Christmas season's coming up soon. If you're buying Christmas gifts on Amazon, please do it through our affiliate link uh, because it's a good way of helping us out without you even knowing that you're doing it. Just You just use our link and you buy whatever you do. You just shop like you normally do on Amazon. And then Amazon gives us a percentage of uh, what you bought. And uh, it really... It really helps us out. It helps uh, pay some server costs and that sort of thing. So we'd appreciate it. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. And we'll be back next time with Arachnids in the UK. The 13th Doctor definitely has a tea pocket. Yeah. Like a pocket just of teas. Oh, yeah, sure. Bye, guys. That's my tea pocket. It's my tea pocket. Ooh,